You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. <laughs> That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight on this special show that we got here with Body Count. I am your co-host, Jay St. G, coming to you live from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, and always among us, our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer, it's Joe from Fallen One Gaming, and always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers, please introduce this godly man that we have in our stream tonight. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, tonight is a special night for us, both being Body Count fans, actually all three of us being Body Count fans. This next man needs absolutely no introduction. He is a Grammy winner. He is one of the best uh, heavy metal guitarists of our era. Ladies and gentlemen, Ernie C of Body Count. How are you tonight, sir? I'm, re I'm really good. You know, I'm... I'm I'm doing fine. I'm out here in LA just chilling right now. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. My like pleasure. I was saying, we are all huge fans of your band and we have a million questions for you. We're going to jump right into that. But before that, Joe, who do we have in the chat tonight? In the chat tonight, we have Shea Smithers, Paul Tackett, Trippendicular, Betty Rage, Scott, and Scott Bannock. Guys, thank you so much for being here tonight. I know that uh, you all probably have some questions as well. So if you do, please feel free to use the chat and, and ask your questions. Joe will get to them, uh, you, know, in, uh, you know, as quickly as he can and, and uh, ask them on your behalf. Now, uh, I don't know who wants to go first, <laughs> but we have a lot of questions for you. Go ahead. Uh, go Jay, ahead. I know you're probably, yeah. you, you, you probably are chomping at the bit to ask oh, me something. Go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, uh, Ernie C, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. This no problem, no problem. Us. Again, like Mark said, we are lifelong fans. I just want to share with everybody that I was lucky enough to catch uh, Body Count at Tsunami Fest in Rating, Pennsylvania, and I happened to bump into Ernie uh right before uh they were getting ready for sound check so really unforgettable moment and then we touched base a few months back when he was on jamie Jasta's podcast and here he is on nerd cage live and for starters uh ernie c uh i would just like to, you to take us back to the beginning take us back to whenever when the band first because you're one of the original members of body council please tell us uh -huh. how the band came to be and how ice team everybody came into the picture well, first of all, you can go all the way back to high school. I went to high school with Ice. He's my high school friend from Crenshaw High, which is South Central LA. Uh, I played guitar. He was a, a, a dancer. You know, he, he could do the dozen about your mama. He was, you know, he could always talk. So rap was, you know, he, was the next thing. So he went to the army. I continued to play music. You know, I played for a lot of your R&B bands that you know, you know, and he came back and he said he's, He's, he's starting to do this new type of music called rap. It's when rap was first starting, you know. And over the years, you know, we've done Electric Boogaloo. We've done rap movies. We've done rapping. We've done a bunch of rap movies and things like that. And then uh, we started, you know, he started doing that. I played on some of his early records, you know, The Girl Tried to Kill Me, which is on one of his albums. And then we just got to a point where we couldn't put any more 
guitar stuff on a rap record without diluting what he does. You know what I mean? So we started a band. And so we looked around. We had our high school friends. They were the original band. But sadly enough, they're all, everyone of the original members passed. Yeah. You know, Ice and I are the only two left from the original band. You know, and I've had, I, I always say this, I have seven variations of this band over yes. the last 30 years. Seven, seven different variations. The only ones that work, it's the, the first one and the one that I have now. Those yeah. are the only two that work. Everything else was just trial and trying to get together. Sometimes you can't get the best people. It doesn't always make a band. It has to have personality to it, so. Yeah, and I just want to say, those first two, I love all the body count records, but those first two <laughs> records, the self-titled album with Cop Killer, well, right. it, well actually, it was taken off, but, and then uh, Born <laughs> Dead, like yeah. the original members, you guys, man, that shit was just off well, the chain. And like, yes, I mean, the, the, you, it was amazing that the short time you guys had together, you guys put out the most impactful metal albums of all time. Yeah, it's, I have it's to like, agree. It's like, you know, those two records laid the groundwork for everything else we did. You know what I mean? It, it changed a lot of, of music too, because, you know, everyone thinks that Ice. He doesn't rap in that band. It, it, it's 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 kind of he's a rapper, but in that band he's our singer. He's our Dave yeah. Mustang. You know he's he's actually a singer. And but but you know they put it rap and metal. But that was before all the the Lip Biscuits and you know you know Rage came after us and Corn. They all came after us. When we first started playing, we didn't have an avenue to play on. We opened for DRI, Guns and Roses. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know we didn't we didn't we toured with Guns and Roses. We didn't have an avenue. So now, you know, these type of bands can all tour together. Yeah, I wanted to kind of talk to you about that. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I am like uh, from, I'm from that era. So like when your first album came out, um, you know, with There Goes the Neighborhood, I, I, I was a young black musician myself playing heavy metal. And that was like a, an anomaly back then where I'm from. And so um, that particular song, the lyrics of that song really spoke to me. And so that's, that's what made me a Body Count fan. So I wanted to ask you, in those early days, like before you were signed, before you had an album out, like, you know, when you were just playing, like, let's say, like your local clubs and stuff like that, what was the atmosphere like and how were you received? You know, when, we, when I first started, I have to speak for myself as a guitar player. I was trying to be a guitar player before we started the band. So I would try to get in bands and, you know, I wanted to, um, you know, do, that was the glam era. You know, the 80s in LA mm -hmm. was glam and spandex and, you know, the, the, <laughs> the black rock band was Living Color, you know what I mean? And right. we toured with them. But, wow. you know, I always say, I always give Nirvana kind of a heads up for what we do, you know, kind of give them credit because they came out looking the way they rolled in, like they rolled in from a club. They came looking street. So we're like, we can just dress the way we, dress you know what I mean and that's body count body count is you know south central it's not it's it's the way it is and you know the first record you know I was going to get Bob Rock to produce the record he produced my metallic and all that but the first record sound correct because I produced it myself and it, it sounds real raw it, it didn't need to be sounding polished you know so you know so that kind of helped out you know when we you know the format when we started Absolutely. Excellent. Um, also, so my next question, uh, keep, keep it in terms here with body count here. Um, from what I read, there's an upcoming album. Another, another, you guys have hidden some momentum. You guys got some strife going on with this current lineup. 
But if I'm not mistaken, the next album, Merciless. Merciless. Uh -huh. What can you say about the upcoming album? When is it? When can we expect it? Uh, what kind of tracks or any any special guests you're, if you're allowed to say? And is there going to be a tour to follow? Well, hopefully there'll be a tour to follow because we didn't play, you know, the last record. We didn't get to tour on that. So there will be a, a tour. We're going to tour next year. So I'm hoping by the end of the year it should be done. We're just in the preliminaries, just feeling it out, just seeing what's going on, just listening. You know, I'm, I'm playing some guitar stuff, learning some new riffs, you know. I always like to listen to stuff and didn't, you know, see what's going on, didn't, you know, write like that. All right, all right. Um, we're, we're really excited. Um, going going back to the previous album, um, huh? you guys nabbed the Grammy victory. Uh, so on behalf of Nerd Cage Live, congratulations. Thank you. Um, long overdue. I know you guys had a couple of nominations in the past. Um, and Mark, you can back me up on this. We were talking. Me, Mark, and I were talking the other day. Like, it's almost unheard of of, of a band like Body Count to win a Grammy. I know it's been a, it was a year ago, but like yeah. wow we're, we're happy we're astonished but we're happy at the same time um so how's that been for you like how was it like to you know win a grammy and, and tell us how how it all went down you know it, it's it's kind of like acceptance you know what i mean we could we could have run it years ago we could have run it 30 years ago but but right now after this long road you know we've been through the ups and downs you know we, we've lost members we We've, we've gone through the cop killer stuff. We've been dropped from record labels. You know, we've gone through the grinder. Yeah. For, for Even for us to, to have a Grammy, it's like saying, you know, it's kind of like accepted. You know, on Ice on his, one of his rap records had a, 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 a song that went, I never get a Grammy, so fuck the G. All I need is the crowd and my MIC, right? That was in yep. like 87. So mm -hmm. in, in, in 2020, we're like, we're nominated for a Grammy, so, so it's like, but it's something they can't take away from you. We have it. So in the history of you know rock and roll, we're we're there. We can be said in the same breath of Black Sabbath and of Van Halen. So we can. It, it kind of like an honor just to be able to be in that category. You know, because what my friend of mine said, you know, Jimi Hendrix didn't win a Grammy. So I was right. like, wow, you know. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think that speaks volumes. I mean, you mentioned Cop Killer just a second, like a second ago. And, um, you know, that was a big song for me when I was coming up. I remember the climate around that song and like, like how polarizing it was. And here we are, you know, 30 plus years later, you've won a Grammy. Uh, before that, if I'm not mistaken, you were nominated for Black Hoodie, right? Yes. Which, yes. which, has similar subject matter, you know what I mean? So, you know, do you attribute the prog the progress from 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 Cop Killer to that, you know, do you attribute that to sort of your fans like kind of growing up and becoming the decision makers? Or do you think that like society, you know, from a societal standpoint, like we've actually sort of evolved and we can actually like look at these things through, through a different lens, like pretty much everybody. That's pretty much it. We, we, we've evolved, you know, because the, uh, the president of the Music Academy of the Grammys, the vice president, he's the one that wanted us to play, you know, so over the thir 30 years, we, we've come a long way, but we haven't come far enough, but we have come right. a, a long way. But the song Cop Killer, you you still can't do that song. 
Right. <laughs> you still can't do that one. You know, the song that we have now is is is, is from a, a older perspective, from us being older. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you talked about no lives matter. That's more about social issues, more right. you know about money and things like that. You know, black hoodie is you know, it's it's about the cops shooting someone. Cop killer is a whole nother can of worms. That's right. going out and taking matters into your own hands, being a right. vigilante for the bad cops. You know what I mean? So that's a whole nother thing. Right, right. What what was your what was your mindset like when you were writing that song? Like when you guys were like first writing and recording that song, did you were, did you have any like like uh, like trepidation about like releasing it like like did you kind of feel like well maybe we shouldn't like you just no fear just like this is what we want to say we're putting this out no we at that time we were in our, our late twenties you know and we wrote the song and we gave it to Warner Brothers we gave it to a bunch of executives there and I remember sitting in the room with them they're like we like we like this we like everything about it but the song we're worried about is just Mama's gotta die. You can't write a song about killing your mother. That's gonna it's gonna drive everyone off the wall. So Mama's Gotta Die was like a, um, it, it, you know they didn't quite get it. But Cop Killer they were fine with that. They they thought it was no problem, and and they just didn't want because we we're gonna have the man on the front his his shirt his uh, it was gonna say uh, Cop Killer on the front of his chest, and they just didn't want that to be out so people wouldn't buy the record. But they were fine with that. No one you know. Bad and I at that song. And wow, we played, that's, we, we played it for a year. A year. We played it for a year before it was on the record. We went on a lot of Palooza and played that song every night. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was no problem with it. But then election year came up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It just kind of goes to show like <laughs> what used to be acceptable to what's acceptable now. <laughs> yes. Right, now right. Right. And it was just I amazing, remember when you, it. Then you guys took the, the song off the record and then you replaced it with one of Ice T's old tracks there, uh, Freedom of Speech. With Jello Biafra. Just watch what, what? you say. Well, yep. With yeah. Jello Biafra. You know, <laughs> yes, just watch what you say. <laughs> you can talk to Jello. It'll like, <laughs> start in 1974 and it'll work. But anyway, yeah, we replaced it with that song. There is no freedom of speech. You know, we always see, you know, from the time. You're a child. You're always censored. So we're yeah. just part of censorship, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was actually working in a record store when that album came out, and I was so in love with the with the record that I used to play it like in the store. And um, whenever the song "Cop Killer" would come up, like the manager would come up and like give me grief because he didn't want to drive <laughs> customers out. <laughs> right. I I would just turn it up like like a, in rebellion. Actually, eventually ended up losing that job basically <laughs> because of <laughs> because of that song. So now's your chance to blame Ernie. <laughs> right. You know, but, you know, but the thing about that was during that time there was a whole lot of uh, censorship going on because uh, Two Live Crew was going through a thing right. about me so horny but that was sex mm-hmm. you know sex is a whole another thing ours was about violence right and then the thing about it was i always said the reason why we caught a lot of hell because you know eric clapton did i shot the sheriff and this and that that's the white man talking about shooting the sheriff we right. were black kids from south central who really had a, a beef with the cops so it was really like, we were really like saying, we're going to go out and shoot cops. It wasn't right. watered down. So that's why it caught so much attention. It, it Absolutely. had some, you know, we were sincere about it. It sounded like we were sincere. Absolutely. 
Um, do we have any uh, questions in yep, the yes. chat? Uh, yep, I see a couple. Uh, I see one from uh, from Paul Tech. He asks, uh, when when you're just when you're just trying to chill, what's your favorite type of music to listen to? I listen to anything. You know, um, I, li I like to listen to a lot of jazz rock. I listen to John McLaughlin, Al Jimmyola, and you know that way out stuff. But you know. I listen to, you know, everything. I listen to Zeppelin, you know. I have no boundaries on what I listen to as far as musical styles, you know. No. And we hear that Except in the guitar playing, too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I, anything, you know, at any time. Yeah, I, I I was reading an article not long ago where you kind of like broke down like seventy seven of your favorite guitar players, and some of them were really surprising. Like you mentioned Al Al Demiola, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned Robert Robin Trower, um, yeah. and those were those were those were two in particular that I never would have guessed. You know what I mean? Like I would have thought like oh, yeah. it had been more you know KK Downing or like. You know, you mentioned Tony Iommi, like, but like, yeah, like super heavy guitarists like that. The fact that you like are uh, a huge fan of these finesse players was kind of surprising. What would you say is your, like if you had to pick one, like, you know, gun to your head, you had to pick one guitar player that influenced you uh, head and shoulders above everyone else, who would that be? It, it has to be Ernie Eisen. I mean, just because, uh, you know, his playing, he, he I, I, I don't, I'm not, He's not the the greatest, but he's and and it's digestible. From when I was starting to play guitar, it was really digestible. I used to listen to to like Richie Blackmore. I'm like, I can't play that. You know, I've, I've been playing for a year. I can't play this stuff. But it was good to listen to. I was able to digest Ernie Isley's playing, you know, and listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I listened. I listened to Earth Wind Fire's guitar player Al McKay. I saw him play. He was good. You know, I listened to you know a lot of different folks. Awesome. Uh, Good Vibes asks, uh, what's your favorite song to perform? Um, probably Cop Killer, because it, 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 it's, first is at the end of the set, so I know I made it through the set. Anything going wrong with my equipment, so everything's working, so that's always good. And then it's just, it's just a fun song to play. People, you know, put all their energy into that song. You know, we put all, all, our, all of our energy from the show into that song. Nice. And uh, LM asks, uh, when is Body Count coming to New York City? <laughs> oh, well, you know, we talked about that earlier. We owe New York City uh, uh, a concert, and plus Ice lives there. He wants to go there, so as soon as we can. Probably, you know, after we finish this record, we're going to be there. That's one of our first stops. Actually, guys, keep How the questions coming. Out? These are good. Keep the questions coming. We love yeah. it. Yeah, please do. Yeah, Paul, Paul Tackett asks, uh, what song would you like to cover? We've covered a lot of them. You know, um, I don't know. We're, we're, we're flirting around with covering a Pink Floyd song. Oh! Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're messing around with that, you know, so we'll see how that goes. Which which song can, uh, can you say? Numb. Comfortably oh, numb. Comfortably Numb? Nice. Yeah, we, we oh, kind of okay. do that. Just, I, just I a different version of BC cover that. That'd be fucking yeah, awesome. Ice's, Ice's voice is in that range, you know, so it can work. We, we Back in the day, we, we tried to cover uh, uh, Heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin. So mm -hmm. we, oh. we still have that recorded. Yeah, so we'll figure out one. And then there was a Guns N' Roses song we wanted to cover. You know, just because they took us out, you know, years ago. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Uh, and so were they, were they your first uh, big tour? What's, what's that? 
No, I was, I was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to ask, was Guns N' Roses your first like big nationwide tour or, or had you gone no, out we, on big We did, we did, that? we did Lollapalooza before Guns N' Roses. Oh, right we went on. on. We went on mm -hmm. Lollapalooza uh, before that. But Guns N' Roses was our big stadium tour with that, that number of bands, only three bands. And you know, I always say, you know, uh, when we toured with them, they had more broken equipment than we had equipment that, that works. But, <laughs> you know, so, you know, the thing about touring with a band like Guns N' Roses on uh, a tour that, that big, it's hard for the opening act to tour because they might only play Wednesday and Thursday. But during that time, we still have to float the band. So, you right. know, it's not, you don't make as much money as you think. Mm -hmm. Because you got to support all your techs for three days off or two days off. I Absolutely, I've been on both sides of that. Actually, I've worked yeah. as a as a touring musician and as a and as a guitar. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, so and understand. as a drum tech. So I get it. Oh, yeah, you understand that completely. <laughs> yeah, actually, Ernie, I actually had a question for you. Not go too off topic, but you were talking about guitar players earlier. You mentioned Tony Iommi. I have mm -hmm. to ask, as mm -hmm. a diehard Black Sabbath fan, I was lucky enough mm -hmm. to catch one of their farewell tour. Mm -hmm. Just, just real quick, however you want to do it. Just tell us how it was like to produce the album Forbidden, to be in the same room with Tony Iommi and work with him. Like, if you have any stories about Tony, we would love to bunch, hear. I got a whole bunch of stories about Tony. Oh, fire away, fire away. <laughs> well, 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 first of all, you know, when you, you, you're working with, with Tony Iommi, so that's first of all. You know, and I remember one day I was in the studio and Brian May walks in, you know. Oh, he comes God. in there and <laughs> so he's sitting back there and Tony's playing guitar solos out there. I'm like, I'm like in rock and roll heaven right now. So then later on, Jeff Beck comes in and he sits wow. in. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, so so Tony asked me, he, he's out there doing guitar solos. I've got Jeff Beck and Brian May sitting behind me in the control room. And so Tony, Tony says, Ernie, what do you think of that? I'm like, what do I think of it? You should ask these dudes back here what do they think of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like it was like mind blowing, you know. But just spending that much time with Tony, I always tell this story. One night, you know, he he brought uh, the guitar that he used on Iron Man. He brought it to the studio. Nice. He's wow. left-handed. I'm left-handed. So he says, "Ern, I brought this for you to play." You know, to, this is the guitar I use on Iron Man. And everyone thinks it's a Gibson. It's not a Gibson. The Gibson wouldn't make him a, a guitar with 24 frets. It's a 22, it's a 24 fret Ego. They made the guitar for him. It looks like an SG, but it's not an SG. Wow. So I, 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 play, I played the guitar all night. I mean, I played Iron Man pose. I played Iron Man, you know, any kind of way you could. I was like sitting there going, all right, this is like it, you know? And after that, I was just like, if anybody says anything to me, you know, kiss my ass, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's got, it's got the, the best record. The record got kind of slammed because I, you know, I, what I did was at that time, Nirvana was popular yes. and I tried, I tried to dry up their sound. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, so, you know, I, I, I was dealing with Cozy Powell. If everybody knows who Cozy Powell is, yeah. he, he's like drummer extraordinaire. So Cozy, you know, I, I sat there and we worked on the drums for two days and this and that. And Cozy, you know, I had Cozy play and I recorded the drums and he listened to him. He came in the studio, he was listening to him. He, he used to have a stopwatch. He was like, oh, you know, I'm off time right there. You know, I'm off wow. time. You know, I was like, whoa, this is some new shit. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's like, I'm like, yeah, I, I noticed. So you always act like you know. Yeah, I noticed you were off right there. Act yeah. like you know. So um, he, 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 I, I, 
dried up his drums for him. And so he he listened to him. He says, and he handed me a, a DAT tape, you know, a little DAT tape yeah. of his drum of his drum sounds. He said, this is the way my drums sound. Tomorrow when I come in, that's nice, but have my drums sound like this. Wow. He knew what he wanted. Yeah, he knew what he wanted. <laughs> so. I had to work around that. Tony knew what he wanted, you know, so I had to work around it. So I did I did what I could do, and it, it came out, you know, we're still friends. Nobody got murdered, so it's good. <laughs> All right, Joe, so we, we got a couple more questions, Joe, if you want to tackle those. Let's All right, uh, good vibes. Uh, ask, I, think we, I think we touched on this earlier, but he wants to know uh, when the next record is coming out. Oh, hopefully by the end of the year, yeah. if not early next year. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Paul Tackett asks, uh, do you know the girl group called Taste of Honey? Oh, yes, I do. I, I, I yes, I do know Taste of Honey, and I knew the guitar player uh, quite well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, boogie uh, oogie oogie. <laughs> yeah. Down. I remember that song. Uh-huh. Uh huh. John Warren wants to hear a story about BB King. Oh, Mr. King. Uh, uh, so um, we played in the Montreal Jazz Festival in um, Montreal, Switzerland. And oh. Mr. King, you know, Mr. King was there, and you know, I went over to him, and I'm like, "How you doing?" He's like, and he said to me, he says, "I always remember." He says, "I like to see young black kids playing rock." I'm like, when I was like 30 years old, I thought I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, he was all. He was very nice, very you know, my um, road manager who passed dated his daughter. You know, it's a funny story, so I have to tell the story. So my, my, my road manager dated his daughter. She was the head of his you know, management company, BB's in, in Vegas. So I called up one time, Mr. King was playing somewhere and I needed some tickets. So I called up and so I says, uh, hey Penny, how you doing? He says, hey Ernie. Tell you no good lying ass cheating ass motherfucking road manager. Don't ever fucking call me again. And he can. You know, it went on. It went on and on. And so after the end of, she says, "And Ernie, what can I do for you?" I says, uh, <laughs> "I said, well, I'd like some tickets to see Mr. Key." Oh, she says, "That's no problem. My daddy likes you." <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, okay, but she went through a long rant, and I'm like. I'm calling for some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a I, I did have a question for you, um, Joe, Joe. Before you get into some more yep. questions, um, so I read somewhere that you had produced before these bands were signed uh, mm -hmm. demos for Stone Temple Pilots and for mm -hmm. Rage Against the Machine. Is that true? No, that's not true at all. I don't okay. know where that came from. But I, I, I did find Stone Temple Pilots, their manager. They gave okay. me their, their demo, and I, I gave it to my management office. They, they, they started managing them. They also rehearsed with us. I got them in the rehearsal spot over at a place that we rehearsed at for, for years called Bill's Place. I had nothing to do with the demos. Tom Morello was a friend of mine. I saw mm -hmm. his band. I sat down and listened to his his first records, I was, his first record, they recorded it somewhere. I was like, this shit is badass. But I did put them on shows opening for us, you know? I, I see. I, yeah. I don't know where that came from. I always say, I didn't produce them, you know, but I, I just helped them find, you know, at that point. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's a, but they were two bands that were, matter of fact, um, Stone Temple Pilots were Mighty Joe Young. 
Yep. Yeah. That was, their, that was their original name. And they opened some shows for us. And, you know, uh, and Scott, rest in peace. Scott, you know, people say he, he was a certain way. He was that way when he was broke. He was the same way he was when he was broke as when he had money. Wow. What was your first impression of their sound when you first heard them? I thought they were good. You know, I, I listened to their demo and I, I liked it a whole lot. You know, I bought my, when I first was buying equipment, I bought my uh, H3000, which is a harmonizer. You know, I bought that from Robert, the bass player. Yeah. Robert was pushing the band more than anyone. He sold e musical equipment. He worked at a music store. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Scott Bannock asks, uh, musically, what's your favorite guilty pleasure? <laughs> Oh, um, I don't know, Michael Bowden or Barry Manilow. I don't know. <laughs> <Some of that. laughs> no, really, I, I listened. When I was young, I was learning how to try to do arrangement, orchestration. I used to listen to Barry Manilow because he has a full orchestra. I, I know all those songs, the way they're arranged, the way, you know, he retards them and slows them down at the end. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, I, I don't bash it, you know? It's, yeah. Like, I mean, he's a good songwriter. Yeah. And take that good. away from him. Very good. You know, uh, very good songwriter. Um, okay, before we get to some more questions, I actually, uh, we were talking off air earlier, uh, Ernie, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we were talking about Soundgarden. Yes. And I, Vinny, uh, who plays, you know, uh, Vincent Price, who plays bass for Body Count, mm -hmm. uh, he is, he was Chris, Cor Chris Cornell's guitar tech. Mm -hmm. um, but you were talking about that you, you guys you and Soundgarden go way back into like the 80s, like in 87 when the band first got started. So uh, yeah. tell me how that came to be and like impression, you know, again, Chris Cornell, rest in peace. It was just yesterday. It was five years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, you could share some stories I, about Soundgarden and Chris Cornell in the, in the early days, if you could, please. I met, I met Chris in uh, 87. We did a thing called Gathering of the Tribes. It was the cult. Uh, Queen Latifah, Ice-T, uh, Soundgarden. It, it only did like two or three shows, but that's when I first met Chris. And then, um, you know, I, I've, I've seen him over the years. He's always, he was always nice and, and, and you know, kind to me. And then in uh, 1991, I went down to Florida. I was on vacation. I, I went to a, a Lollapalooza, the second Lollapalooza, and they were on it. And he says, Ernie, you know, I, I told you the story. He says, Ernie, you know we're playing your song, Cop Killer. I said, really? He says, you want to play? I'm like, I don't have a guitar. I'm left handed. He says, I'll get you a guitar. So he went to Kim's guitar tech, and he, he told his guitar tech, make Ernie a guitar. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay. So he grabbed one of Kim's guitars and restrung it. So I play left-handed. You know, when I, I there's a video of me playing. It's on their 25th, the, the anniversary album. Some anniversary album they have that's like, you know, seven albums or something like that. Yeah. It was released about five years ago. Yeah, the Bad Motor Finger Special Edition, yes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like a big, massive album. And it's on there. The video is on there. And, um, you know, it's like I've, I've come out in a yellow banana suit. I'm on, I'm on vacation and so <laughs> so we, we played the song you know and I, it's the first time i ever played it is when i walked on stage and they played it different it, it moved a little different chris was, you know chris could sing so it's moving different something looks like going along playing the strings are like this high off the fretboard because they just made the guitar for me and i had a, i had a great time you know just playing with that night but then that night the next day hurricane andrew comes into florida 
So yep. I'm I'm sitting there going, they're like, you want to roll with us? I'm like, nah, a little, I'm from California. A hurricane, man, that's a little water. I was there for like a week and a half. <laughs> Couldn't get out of there. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. Thanks so much for sharing that. And one last one, you know, the last time, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was playing with Temple of the Dogs, you know, and yeah. Vince says, you know, Chris wants to see you. I'm like, you know, I, you know, sometimes I always regret not going to see him, you know, because yeah, I was just like, hey, I'll see, I'll see him when I see him, you know, Chris, I'll see him when I see him. And so there was a, uh, he was playing the forum and I was going to go down to see him, but there was an elevator. He had a game with a whole bunch of people and everybody was like, you know how people are at shows. I was like, I really don't deal with it. I'll see him at rehearsal. And then, they, you know, later, you know, about six months later, he passed. So that was really yeah. 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 hard pill to swallow, man. And I, and I, excuse me, I went to drop some picks. I dropped three picks so at his gravesite yesterday. And it, what's so amazing, real quick, the woman that Alex Baldwin shot in that, you know, that thing, she's right next to him now. Oh, oh wow. really? Yeah, I, wow. it caught me. It caught me off guard because I'm looking at it going, hold it, that's she's right. Chris is here, wow. and she's right there. It's for it's for her, forever Hollywood. It's you know cemetery. Wow. So she she's there right next to Chris Cornell. That's a, you know she's got the prime spot next to Joey Ramone. Wow! Wow! And Joey Ramone's in there too. Yeah, yeah right yeah. next right next to Chris. Mm -hmm. Wow! Um, camera asks, what's your favorite album that you've done? Um, I don't know. I I kind of like. Uh, I like the first one, you know, that that because that gave us legs to do the yeah, other. That's a masterpiece, but I, masterpiece. But I, but I like I like the third album. I like I like uh, um, um, the third album. I like oh yeah yeah lot. yeah, the no, Violent Demise. Violent Demise. I like yeah. Violent Demise a lot. Yeah. I love it was, it was, I love the song Strippers and uh, yeah, that's why it's yeah. so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then that my K, way. I got the, I got to sing on Dr. K and, you know, and on my way, I used a guitar synthesizer. I only used it on that one song. I've never oh, used man, one that since. song is banging, dude. That song you know, is I, hard, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I like that record a whole lot. I like that one. A whole Very lot. underrated but, album, I also. And plus, I have a song on there that I have, uh, the, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the big epic song. Uh, uh, and I have a choir singing at the end of it. My first EMI, EMA church choir sang, sung on the back of that song. Nice. Yeah. Uh, good vibes, S. When are you going to start your own YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. And uh, I think this is a good segue into, into our type of stuff. Um, we have a couple questions in here asking um, about nerd culture and What's what's your favorite thing like movie wise or uh, or comics or gaming or anything like that? Well, movie wise, I, I was saying that you know my favorite movie of all time. I don't know if it's a nerd movie, but it's Get Shorty. I don't know if that's a nerd. I remember movie. that movie. Yeah, yeah, John Travolta. Funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You yeah. know, it's kind of you know it's like you know, I, I I'm really not into horror movies. That's Ice's thing. Ice loves horror movies. I'm, I'm not like surprised. A yeah, not yeah. surprised. <laughs> I'm, more a, I'm more of a comedy. You know, light. Fluffy, you know, kind of, kind of movie kind of guy, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, any, get into any, any, any like TV, TV shows, shows or yeah, anything like say, that. Any TV shows you watching right now? No, not not really. I just watch whatever's on. I I, I watch news a lot. I don't know why. I I'm kind of stuck on news. I don't know why it doesn't. I have no control of it, but I just like watching it. 
Well, it makes Fair sense because body count's always on top of like current events or something. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's good. I like to see. I like I like news shows. You know, I, you know I'm. Okay. Okay. Um, LLM here asks, uh, who would body count like to do a USA tour with? I don't know. We we want to open. We want to tour. We want to open with for someone. We really don't want to headline any shows right now. We like we like the festivals. They're easy. You just show up and play. You don't have to, you know, do a whole lot. That, that's kind of like where we are right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, about, a, about a year ago, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, it was probably about a year, maybe a year, year and a half ago, we actually had Will on. We had Ill yeah. Will on. Yeah. And uh, he was telling us a funny story about like his audition. And, and how you guys kind of kind of kind of hazed him a little bit. I'd love to hear like that story from like your point of view. Well, you know, you remember. Will, Will, you know, we, we got rid of the drummer that we had and Will came in, he's, you know, he's very even tempered. You know, he's like, he's the nicest guy in the world. What you get from him is what he is. And he, he played, he auditioned. And, uh, you know, he, he was the man for the job, you know? So I, I don't remember. I just remember Vince Vince liking him a whole lot. And I'm like, you know, I've been through auditions and auditions. Sometimes uh, this time we were replacing someone that didn't die, you know? So it was a little easier, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, it was easier than, you know, replacing someone that, you know, passed. I always say, you know, the band works right now because every member that I replaced is one member away from the original. You know what right. I mean? What yeah. I mean, like, like, like when, when 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 Vic died, we, we replaced him with OT. You can't replace Vic, but you can replace OT. Like when Moose Moose was the original, and then Doug came in. You can't replace Moose, right? But you can replace Doug. So every member that we have right now is one removed from the original. So that's right. why the band works like that. I yeah, see. and I also say, like you just kind of said it earlier, like I feel that the current lineup body count is right on mm -hmm. some momentum. This is the best lineup you guys had since the original lineup, and the fact that you guys have kept the same consistent li lineup for like the last four albums, going on five yeah. albums now, if I'm not right. mistaken. Like, man, when Manslaughter came out, like holy shit, it was like body count's fucking back, dude. <laughs> we, 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 like we, we like awesome. we like each other we like each other that's that's a cool thing we like talking on the phone we like calling up we like saying what you doing because Juan and I you know Juan came from Evil Dead we've known Juan for years and years you know Juan is from Evil Dead Evil Dead's mm -hmm. no joke you yeah. know so so when Juan came in it was like the, he was the right piece to come in you know to, to complete everything you know Oh, Joe, get this uh, thing comment here from uh, Zombie Username. She's a friend of mine, but I remember the okay. story. Get that, get that. Yeah, uh, she, she, she's telling a story here. She says she remembers seeing Body Count right next to the Mushroom Head stage at Mayhem Fest 2013 uh -huh. at Darien uh -huh. Lake, and one of the gray pit bull puppies got loose and ran right yeah. past her feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, those English bulldogs. English bulldogs. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, those are English bulldogs. Yeah, uh, everyone's trying to get Ice T's dog. Uh, I, rem I remember people telling me that story. <laughs> yeah, the English bulldogs. Yeah, and Mushroom Head, those are our friends. They're from Cleveland. You know, we know them a while. Good band. Yeah, they're from Cleveland. Yeah, good band. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, Paul Tackett says, if you wrote a tell-all book, any stories about ice? Uh, a lot of, well, ice, 
Well, if, if a tell, you know, a tell-all. I don't know what exactly what that is because we tell all anyway. You know, there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's no secrets. There's no big secrets or anything like. There's no bodies buried anywhere. So. Uh, <laughs> Not that we know that, of anyway. That, that, yeah, not that I know of. <laughs> right. <you> tell me. <laughs> but you know, it, it, you know, Ice wrote a book. I mean, and his book. You know, one one time, it, people writing books. I was in everyone's book. I'm in Duff McKagan's book. I was in Ice's book. I was in a cookbook. I'm like, how am I? I, I, I you know, I said I need to write a book about everything. I said, I'll, yeah, you I'll need. We We would love to see uh, Ernie C. With all these stories you're telling us, I know there's a lot more. We would definitely they're, they're, write. They're writing a body count. They're writing a body count book. The guy really? who wrote the Metallica book. He's oh, writing a book okay. about body count. Yeah, nice. he's writing a body count book. He's been he's been interviewing people I'm like, you know, that I didn't even know he could get in contact with. So yeah. Okay, it speaking of ice tea, because we all want to hear this. We talked about it off here, but we need to hear we want uh-huh. everyone to hear. Favorite ice tea movie. Ricochet. Watch yeah, out that's for the a ricochet. good one. Yeah, watch out for the ricochet. He also did a, a song for the, the movie also. I remember that. And, and, and you got Denzel Washington. You got John yes, Lithgow. The goat. I mean, the I'm, come goat. on now. There's <laughs> nobody. It's nothing better than that, you know? Right. It, it's I a agree. good movie. Yeah. Um, my favorite is uh, New Jack City. But yeah. another underrated movie that Ice-T did, and you guys did a song, Surviving the Game. The Game. And Surviving I love that game. fucking song. Please, you know That's what? That's a good one. one. Tell me, I mean, how did that come to be, the song Surviving the Game off Born Dead? Did you guys write that for the movie, or is that song already written? How did that? How did that we, we wrote. We wrote that for the movie. When he got back, we, oh. we wrote that for the movie. But you know, New Jack City is also a good movie too because oh, it, yeah. it has Chris Rock in it. You know, but but I, Ricochet is still I, yeah, Ricochet is still my favorite. You know. Oh, by the way, uh, Kristen Riley McFarland says it's Ben Apatoff is writing the book. Okay. Yeah. Yes, he so is. since I the t- book's coming out, like I, I know him. it's probably jumping a gun, but uh, how long before we can actually expect like a biopic uh, of, from Body Count? You know, we 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 we've talked about that. It'll, it'll be an interesting story. You know, we have some. You know, ISIS book. He talked about the riot we had and and uh, uh, Italy. We had a big riot in Italy one time. And they put the bus on flats. And, through Molotov cocktails at us. No, Italians don't play, you know. (laughs) 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 Don't go to the... I didn't shit thinking, you know, no, they don't play. They get, they get busy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you want to play you if there was a biopic being cast right now? Oh, Denzel, you know. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Ninja Turtle 6503, I guess. We, I guess you, he wants to get into the... Uh, the polarizing nerd questions, like uh, for instance, he asks, "Team Star Wars or Team Star Trek?" I was Team Star Wars because oh. I, I saw. Uh, <laughs> no, I saw the first movie. I stood in line in Westwood in line for like hours. I didn't even know what I was going to see. <laughs> my, my, some, some older friends, I was like I was like 16, 17 years old. Some older friends, they were like, they, they took me to see this. I'm like, okay, when I got, when I went in, yeah, it has to be, it has to be Star Wars. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, you just Chucky. you just made Jay mad. He hates no, Star Wars. I'm more of a Trek. I, <laughs> I like Star Trek too, but I like Star Wars. Okay, you know? that, that's right. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, it doesn't just, matter if you're Star Wars or Star Trek. You're one of us. You're Nerd Cage Live. Right. We always that, we always talk about those stuff. We debate them all the time. 
In fact, we got another yeah. uh, question there related to George Lucas. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, take that from Scott, Joe. Oh boy, uh, do you like any of the Indiana Jones movies? And I think I know where Scott is going with this. <laughs> oh, I think we're frozen here. Yeah, oh, did we lose him? Kind of froze. Hold on. Uh, give, give it a second here. We'll, we'll, we'll get him back. Oh, there he there is. There he goes. There, right. there, back. You're back. I like I like the father. That Indiana Jones's father more than anyone. That one. What, what, which was that? The, um, the third. Sean Connery. Third one? Yeah. yeah. The, what's, the, what's the uh, Lost what's Crusade. The third yeah. The F the Indiana Jones and the Lost Crusade. Yeah that's, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's my favorite. That's my yes, favorite. that's a good one. That's an absolutely right. Good you just made you just made Jay happy. Yes, I was happy. <laughs> well, I'm one and one now. The first one, 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 one. one. It's so debatable, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think uh, we covered most so, of the stuff I want to. Do you guys have anything else you guys want to cover? I I covered all. Well, my I had the. Uh, the, our, our biggest topic that we can cover, um, yeah. and it'll be in the same type of frame, uh, Marvel or DC, <laughs> when it comes to comics. Um, well, my my favorite is, is Superman, of course. You know, I have, yeah. I have a Superman watch. I wear Superman shirts. I'm at the gym every morning, you know. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's... So DC, that. I'm a big Superman you know, fan, too. Myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm looking at the back here, but you know, I have a lot of Captain America stuff. I have, you know, shirts and things. I'm a six-year-old man who walks around with Captain America stuff on, so you know. <laughs> like I said, you're one of us. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I only have one more I'm, I'm, question. I'm really, I'm really a Bugs Bunny guy, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, okay. I like Bugs Bunny too. <laughs> you Simony Sam, you know, kind of. <laughs> Excellent. I only have one more question for you. So, um, you know, I was telling you sort of, you know, when I was like up and coming, like how in like what a big inspiration your band was, and particularly, um, you know, um, some of the songs out that first album. What would you say to like, you know, someone who's up and coming now who's just kind of starting to get into the game? Like, what advice would you have for them? My advice is, you know, do what you believe and stick with it no matter what. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, I started playing when I was 12, 13 years old. I got nominated for a Grammy when I was 60. I won a Grammy when I was 62. So just believe in what you do, you know, and, and, and continue to do it. When I started, when I was playing guitar in the early 70s, they're like, oh, you can't play. I played rock. And they're like, you can't play rock because, you know, disco is in, you know? And then later on, it was like, you can't play rock because you're black. And then, I, I, you know, we proved that wrong, you know? But no matter what, whatever color you are, just believe in what you do, stick with it, and re practice. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't look at something and, and just want it, practice. I, I, that's always my thing, practice. You should rehearse, practice 10 hours a day. You know, nothing but picking. Just practice, practice, practice. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. Practice. <laughs> that's great advice and and we really again we appreciate you you know taking this time to kind of talk yes. with us you know we are some of your biggest fans and so like oh, yes oh, we wanted to see on. this we wanted there to see this is. right here ladies and gentlemen the grammy that body count won for bum rush 
the ground beat, you know? It's like you work, you work your whole life to, to get one of these things, you know? And, and it, but it's, it's an honor because they only give five of them away per year. You know, right. uh, there are five nominations, and you only get one for this category of metal. Yeah. So, you know, I gotta say, I've never talked to a Grammy winner in my life. Like, this is the, this yeah. is a first for me. This is a this is I, a huge deal. So, well, when we I, talked I, to I, Will. It was before he won the Grammy. Well, that was before. Right before. Yeah, that was beforehand. So yeah, yeah, you're the, you're the really first cool. Grammy winning musician we've had on the show. You know, oh. so, so we we like I said, trust me, Mark and I we celebrate. Like I remember, like like. Like messaging like Mark body count one last night. Like Yeah, yeah. We yeah, were we were really you know, happy for you when, yeah, it, when you know, it, it it was so unbelievable because you know, we thought because after we lost the first time and we played that time when we lost, we got beat by Mastodon and we were like, Okay. And so at the second time around you know, we I, we weren't really prepared, and we we wanted. So it's good because you know my friend Rob Zombie is my friend. He's been yeah. nominated so many times. I can't. After a while, you're just like fuck it. You know what I mean? Fuck right. them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to win. So now even if we get nominated again in life and lose, I'm still accepting of the win. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're a winner. A Grammy equivalent would be that YouTube button on the wall, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so I, saying that, like and subscribe, everybody. Hear yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Joe, get that last question right there, Go. if you would. Um, Paul Tackett asks, uh, "Will you be back to Nerd Cage Live in the future?" Oh hell yeah! In a half yes. a second. Right, let me tell my last. I gotta tell, always, always gotta tell my Eddie Van Halen story. You know, oh, like, yes, please. Yes. Okay, so, so 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 back back in the uh, the eight nineties. No, the eight nineties. I'm too Sabbath. We, we've been through that. So Eddie told me. He said, if you ever get a chance to meet Eddie, go say hi to Eddie. Okay, so I had a picture of me and Tony. I went to see Van Halen at the forum. So I go to the forum and security. You know they guys and let me go and all of a sudden I see Eddie yeah it's after the show so I see Eddie he's walking down this hallway he's coming toward me it's like you're like you know I'm a fan myself you know it's Eddie Van Halen Even, he's coming at me so I'm, I'm like I walk over to him I said hi Eddie I'm Ernie C I produced Black Sabbath. I just handed him a picture of me and Tony Iommi. Nice. <laughs> just handed it to him. Like, <laughs> if you don't know me, I'm just giving you a quick intro. So I handed him a picture of Tony Iommi. He looked at it. He looked at me. He said, really? I said, yep. He says, here, take my number. So he started writing my number down. I'm like, OK, Eddie Van Halen, right, give me his number. So wow. I'm like, OK, cool. I'm, I'm geeking out, OK? <laughs> or nerding out, as we say. Yeah. Right. So, so, so then Eddie starts calling me. And, you know, like, he calls me, like, hey, Ernie, you know, and he's playing guitar. He's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, so so then one time, you know, you have those answer machines with tape on, right? Mm-hmm. So Eddie calls one time and says, hey, Ernie, it's Eddie Van Halen. Give me a call. So you know my outgoing message for the next year was? You call my house, you get, hey, Ernie, it's Eddie Van Halen. Wow. <laughs> awesome. So, so I had that in my outgoing message. So then he was with Ernie Ball at the time, you know, Ernie Ball guitars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I called up Ernie Ball. I said, you know, I want a guitar. You know, I want, I want a guitar. They're like, we don't make left-handed guitars. So I, I called up Eddie. I said, Eddie, 
they uh i called up ernie ball they don't make left-handed guitars i wanted one of the guitars he said they don't he said they made one for john McEnroe. they're gonna make one for you so he called them up and they made me a guitar wow. you know and, and the thing about it was our friendship was just like that it's just like whirlwind you know and then one day we just didn't talk anymore. I didn't talk to him for years. You know, it was just, wow. it was just at that time. It's just you know, mm-hmm. they said he was he just he drifted was, apart. Just just apart, you know. But it was it was just I just remember that part of him being so nice. That's what I yeah, remember. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. All the, all yeah. these stories. Thank you for sharing. These are stories we're going to remember on the channel for the rest of our lives. And this is, mm-hmm. It's been a tremendous honor. Again, we are huge fans. And listen, we respect everybody's time, so yes. we'll probably we'll probably. I think this is a good good time to end. So I figure before we go, uh, Mr. Ernie C, uh, yes. do you have any uh, last you know message you know or you know message to our fans at Nerdcage Live? You know, just any any general message for the fans before we call it a night here. Just keep the positivity and keep listening to this station. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Us. And everybody, you better be buying them Body Count records and and uh, hitting up Apple Music and Spotify at Body Count and buying their. Awesome merch here. I'm sorry, you can't really yes. put my uh, see my body count shirt. Make sure you get yourself a body count merch. I put the link in the description to body count merch in the description of this uh, video. Thank so you. Please buy body count merch and listen to freaking body count, man. It, it's hard. It it it, it, it op- it's eye opening music and it's fucking hard and you can jam to it. Fuck yeah, body count all day, every day. Thank you. Exactly right. Well said. (laughs) All right. So listen, everybody. um, And hi, zombie. Get this this copy of Guitar World. I'm in this Guitar World. This month. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I definitely will get that. Cool. Okay, cool. That's it. All right. uh, Like I said, everybody who came in the chat, thank you so much. Uh, uh, Joe, just real quick. tell Tell them about tomorrow real quick, Joe. All right, tomorrow night, we will be going back to Donkey Kong Country 2. Yep, right on Twitch, everybody, on Twitch. And then, uh, Mark, go ahead and tell everybody about next Thursday. Next Thursday. Rocky what is happening next Thursday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really bad with schedules. But next Thursday, we're going to be talking about the 40th anniversary of Rocky 3. Now, this is one of my absolute favorite movies. It is by you know far and away my favorite rocky movie it introduced us to mr t superhero of the 1980s um we got a ton of facts and a, and a ton of uh things we want to chop up with you you know basically talk with you uh, not talk with you well we're going to talk <laughs> we're going to talk about this this in in deep deep detail so you know by all means check it out next thursday and then that following Saturday will be the Rocky Three watch party as well. Uh, more details coming soon. I'm still ironing those out. And of course, on Tuesday, Joe and I will be playing Resident Evil, the uh, original oh. remake on Twitch as well. So that's all the cool stuff we got coming up. And again, yeah. Mr. Ernie C, thank you. And I got, I got one, one quick one. Yes. Ice T taught Mr. T how to rap on Mr. What? T's, uh, on Mr. What? T's commandments. Mr. What? T, what? Mr. <laughs> Ice T <laughs> taught Mr. T how to rap on this song that he did called Mr. T's Commandments. Go I to school, remember. boy. Go to school. Go to school. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, Ice T was his teacher on that. Yes. Man. Awesome. 
<laughs> wow, what 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 a note to end on, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Go to school. Listen to this co- podcast. <laughs> now I, I I gotta download that song. Now. Yep. <laughs> oh my God! What a, again, Mr. Ernie C. Thank you so much again. We are diehard fans. We cannot wait to hear Merciless when it comes out. We cannot wait to have Go. you back. Let's stay in touch. My God, this has been a, a tremendous night. Thank you for making this night memorable, Mr. Ernie C. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, bye, everyone. everyone. Bye. Okay. Okay. But bye, Ernie. We pretty much asked you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like syphilis. So you, I say, from your truly Syracuse, New York, Los Angeles, California, Louisville, Kentucky, to all of our friends and friends around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Body Count. Enjoy life. Stay safe. And good night, everybody. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>